When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the day you've all been waiting for. Um, it's a big one. It's a big, big, big one. Uh, um, uh, please stay quiet. Um, I started working out again. Oh, for the I love of God. I went to the gym. I'm sore. I'm getting this body back. The people have been waiting for this. They've been asking for it. They have been asking for that body, baby. Oh, also Michaela's back. Baby! (laughs) Okay, and also listen to this. What a day to come back. First of all, can I just say I've never taken a sick day? Like in real life, like ever. Like I just went to work with bronchitis. It's just who I am. Yeah. And and somehow yet I haven't seen you since like June. I've been gone. I've been gone. But you guys, I took last week off because I was really sick. Two things have happened to me. I got a television in the bedroom. Which is which is a game changer. Okay, okay somebody told me. Okay, why Oprah. did you not? Ha- okay, uh, yeah, I think it was Oprah. I keep saying somebody. It's Oprah. It's like usually, I don't know Oprah. Okay, usually. Okay, so you know when people say they say right and whatever it's they a famous re- person. it's usually but it's usually Oprah. Yeah, true. Probably yes. Oprah. Oprah rules. Oprah said, "Do not put a TV in your bedroom because it messes up like the intimacy and the time. Like that should sure. be a sacred space." F that, honey. I've wasted too much time. Trying to create a sacral space. A sac- I want a toddlers space. and tiaras <laughs> in my bedroom. Okay, on okay. High I would I would re- rephrase that. I want toddlers I want and tiaras, tiaras in my bedroom. And toddlers. No, you don't want toddlers oh in your bedroom. <laughs> don't say it out okay, loud. Okay, okay, okay. I decided that I want all of the TLC network. Okay, you can't name any of those shows because be- they're all problematic. I decided <laughs> I want sixty days in in my face while I lay in bed. I love television. It is it is a game changer. It really is. We have a big screen, like kind of a big screen, like a 52-inch or 55-inch or something in our bedroom. It used to be in our living room. I feel like I'm sleeping with the And characters. then we got like a 65-inch one for the living room, so we're like, well, let's put the smaller one in our bedroom now, and it's massive. Right. I don't watch it often, but there's something really incredible about cuddling Listen, in bed and watching a movie or a TV show with your partner. I it's challenge amazing. everybody. It's the simple things in life. I challenge everybody to go home today. Put your blankie on, turn the <laughs> AC on, and turn on that bedtime television. I will never go back. I love it. Yeah, it's different. I love sick days. Also, our bedroom is the home. coolest room in our home. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. You're over. Our bedroom stays really watch. cool, though. So in the summertime, it does. I like to go watch TV in there because it's it's wake. I have blackout curtains in there, too. Oh, and see, the whole that's thing. why. Yeah. Well, that's so nice. I went to Vegas this weekend. It was not cool. Um, but today is my grandma Vivian's birthday. I just want to say shout out to Viv. Well, she's dead, but it would be. Yeah, if she were alive and listening. Yes, it's her death birthday. It's her death birthday. Happy birthday, you, Vivian. Happy birthday, Vivian. I hope you're up there with Corky. Yeah. Raising the roof. 
raising <laughs> my grandmother. Oh, well, it's good to have you back. Thanks, uh, honey. We have a great show today, I would assume. I don't really know. I haven't looked over it it's too Monday. much because I slept in quite a bit this morning. But here we are, kids. Uh, coming well, up. you shouldered the whole show last week. I will say this. Take a rest. I will say this. You popped in for like a day Wednesday, and then I was like, go home. You sound terrible, and you're still not better. And you were negative for COVID the entire time. It wasn't yeah, COVID. Yeah, it's something that's literally going around, though. It's a real bug my doctor told me about. But you, you back to the me working out again, I started working out again because I was feeling so sluggish. And Vanessa's like, go to the gym. Because it did. Like I, I'll be honest. The hours weren't as long. We, we did shorter segments without you. But mentally, it drained me. Like I was really tired to do a show alone for a whole week and to talk about, like, argue with myself about things. So difficult. I've been doing that my, two fields. my whole life, though. But, uh. Anyways, do you like to block people online? Are yes. you a blocker? If yeah. so, why? I want to know why, though. We're going to talk about this in 11 minutes. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. Okay, babe. Well, a federal judge in Tennessee temporarily blocked... There it is. ...the Biden administration from enforcing directives that would allow transgender students and workers to use bathrooms and locker rooms and play for sports teams that correspond to their gender identity... Judge Charles Ashley Jr. of the Eastern District of Tennessee ruled in favor of 20 Republican state attorney generals who sued last August, arguing that the federal directives would make it impossible for states to enforce their own rules about transgender athletes participating in girls' sports or accessing bathrooms. Ashley issued the temporary injunction until the matter can be resolved in the courts. As demonstrated above, the harm alleged by plaintiff states is already occurring. Their sovereign power to enforce their own legal code is hampered by the issuance of defendants' guidance. And they face substantial pressure to change their state laws as a result. Actually, an appointee of former President Donald Trump wrote in the decision released Friday. All right. In other news, a Maryland man has been arrested on federal hate crime charges, accused of posing as a U.S. Park police officer and attacking men he believed to be gay at a Washington, D.C. park over a three-year period. What? Who is this kind of time? Michael Thomas Pruden, as 48, attacked five men on five separate dates from 2018 to 2021 at Meridian Hill Park, also called Malcolm X Park, which is informally known as a meeting place for men seeking consensual sex with other men. Pruden approached the men pretending to be a park police officer, shined a light in their faces, and gave police-style directives according to the release. He then sprayed the men with a chemical irritant. Four of the victims were assaulted because of their actual or perceived sexual orientation, according to the indictment. So hideous. Oh, God. Really missed giving that kind of news. Let's yeah, get I don't whoever. miss giving the news yeah. at all. At all. All right. It's going to be 83 in L.A. today, 86 in New York, 86 in L. I already said that. 110 uh, in What's, what's it going to be in L.A.? <laughs> Just curious. 83. Uh, 100 in Houston, 89 in Miami, 91 in Atlanta, 80 in Cleveland, 108 in Dallas, and 83 in Boston. Whenever you say Atlanta, do you ever want to say, oh, my Lanta? Remember Full House? No, but I do want to say Hotlanta, which I was told never to say. No, I, my husband is from Atlanta. He said only white people say that. Yes, yeah, so I stopped. So you can say ATL, though. I can say ATL? He says the ATL is shoddy. Oh. Yeah, I, I can't really say it quite like he No, does. no, but I heard the message. But he sounds hot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a vibe for you. Stars can't shine without darkness. Last week may have been one of the darkest weeks in the history of the morning beat. But yeah, because your star was gone. But my star is back. Yeah, it's baby. shining bright. I might need sunglasses, <laughs> but it's back. We're here, honey. All right, coming up, do you like to block people online? If so, why? You might be right. What does it mean about you? Coming up in seven minutes. Good morning, beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. 
Vanessa's very excited for some reason right now, our producer. What's Produ- happening, Dee? She, she randomly realizes things throughout I the morning. Found you got to turn your mic on and say that? Or you just gonna... My bad. I found <laughs> I turned it on. I found a story. That's all I'm going to say. It's for a future segment. Stick around. <laughs> Stick Way around. Way to go, babe. Stick okay. around. Way to tease it. How Love about, it. How about this? I'm addicted to blocking guys online. What does it mean about me? Hi, Jake. I'm 35 and haven't had the best luck with dating or hooking up for that matter. I grew up bullied a lot and feel like I lack the self-confidence to deal with the rejection that comes along with all of that. Still, I spend hours on the apps and I recently noticed a pattern. I find myself getting such a rush from blocking guys. But here's the thing. I don't just block guys for being rude or weird towards me. I block people I don't even know. If I find certain things I don't like about their profile or I can tell exactly who they are by the first or second message they send me, I get this overwhelmingly satisfying feeling from hitting the block button. Sometimes I even block someone just for the hell of it when we haven't even messaged. It feels like a high. What does this mean about me? That's interesting. I feel like it's a defense mechanism. Absolutely. That you're trying to, well, at least if I, I'm not interested in them before they have the opportunity to not be interested in me. Especially if you're like, a, and as a queer man and on a dating site, come on. Yeah, I think it really depends. I think that also blocking is a form of just not confronting the issue. Uh-huh. I feel like we live in a society that's just so passive aggressive. And like, you don't have to do anything aggressively, but blocking people immediately like shuts down the conversation and leaves no room for actual communication and like the work through. However, I have blocked people for much less. And when I block them, it's if they've said something ignorant about Lisa and I's sexuality. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel the need to have a conversation about that, defend what we do. I've blocked people uh, for saying things about sexual abuse, victim. Like, there are certain things that I'm like, this does not deserve a conversation. And then I do feel very empowered when I get rid of them. Yeah, I... I think as you get older and and as we all become a little bit more aware in the world, right, we realize that there are some situations that are not negotiable. Yeah. If somebody's just like sexist, racist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever that is, there's not, there's not, there's, there's maybe space for a conversation, but two people have to be willing to engage in the conversation. Right. And if the other party is not, I'm a blocker. I'll block all day long. I don't mind. I, I, I've never really done the dating apps. I was on Grinder once, and that just turned into like a fun sexual encounter for a few months. Fun. Uh, but I never really dated on dating apps. However, it feels to me like this person is definitely trying to deal with some past childhood trauma from, from being bullied and rejected and sort of like take back some power. But what they're realizing is that they're actually they're actually doing the thing to others that was done to them yeah. as a child that hurt Which so is bad. So like often because I never, you know, it's so wild to watch all of the comments to try to like keep up on the comments from our wedding, right? We've shared a lot of our content, and everywhere I go, like I I've been I've been getting noticed a lot lately. I got noticed at the gym the other day, and this girl told she like had tears in her eyes. She was so excited to tell me how beautiful our wedding was and how much it meant that we shared it and all so that sweet. is really really fantastic but that's it's it's so affirming to me like it's been overwhelming because i'm used to like you said getting the rejection online getting the rejection whenever we post stuff about our relationship yeah. and there has been some of that uh but it's also important for people to see like i, I, pe- I think people struggle with rejection a lot 
I think people struggle with feeling like, and so when they see somebody else out there putting themselves out there, maybe that'll motivate them to do the same or to like feel seen or feel like they have a safe space. And I think this guy just needs to find that. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's just very difficult. Rejection is a really powerful feeling. And I feel like we, even at the hands of our parents unintentionally, start feeling rejection very early on in life. And so then when it comes to like who you are, your sexuality, it feels like you're personally being rejected. Totally. But I think that that also is why instead of blocking, you just confront the issue if it feels like necessary. Just be like, hey, I don't like that. I'm feeling rejected. Especially when it comes to like, I more so mean like loved ones, friends, acquaintances, and just like give them the opportunity because I feel like also sometimes people are just so in their own worlds and in their own heads, they're not even thinking about you. Like they're not even at all rejecting it. They're just so busy in their own head. You think it's about you and it has nothing to do with you. Nothing. Nothing. All right. Coming up, would you move into a shed? I mean, yeah, with this, what? with this rent, yeah, I would. Give me a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Be morning, be channel Q. I don't think I've heard that song in a minute. In a minute, Westaga. Wait, what? What, what, what was the lyric? Westaga. Okay. That's well, what it sounds she's like. She's back, but she's not like back, back yet. Yeah, okay, no. So she's here. My singing ability is not physically here. Uh, Michaela Gordon back in studio, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. We're reunited, and it feels so good. Thank you, baby. It does feel really good. I hated working alone. It's so boring. Honey, it sucks. There's nobody to laugh with. Vanessa's like so I dull. Tried. She's like, I can't. I I'm like, Vanessa, pull Vanessa's it together. Vanessa's adorable, but Vanessa isn't. I'm funny off a camera. Comedian. Oh, we're I'm not even funny on camera, off camera. <laughs> None of us are on camera right now. I'm funny it, off lit- air. Off yeah. air, yeah. Okay. I'm hilarious. In, says, real li- in real life, I just want everyone to know in real life, I'm funny. So why can't you translate it to <laughs> on air? On, on the radio? Because you're a I'm, professional. No, on the radio, my brain is scrambled eggs. Yeah. I was like, what did I just Well, you're say? busy like running the board and, and like doing multiple That's, things. I just wanted to defend myself. I'm actually funny. Nobody she's, was funny. She's literally like crawling under the d- table now and to she's hide. Like, I'm allowed. <laughs> she's like, I hate this. I don't I don't want to go here anymore. All right, I'm gonna let you do radio. All okay, right, let's bye. do radio. Okay, so this family moved into a Home Depot shed after going into debt. Then decided to Make a business out of this, right? right? This Georgia couple gave up a 2,000-square-foot home for an 860-foot-square home uh, made out of a Home Depot shed. Nick and his wife, Megan, uh, they were struggling. They said, we never missed a mortgage payment. We were both just really young, young professionals. And we had two brand-new cars, a brand-new house, and we were just over our head in debt. So in 2020, March 2020, right at the the pandemic is hitting, right? Um, They decided to purchase a plot of land. For $40,000. They saw a two-story shed in Home Depot parking lot and said, I think we could make that work. They purchased the shed, started turning it into a home, um, and they were able to be debt-free in a matter of months. They paid off $82,000 worth of debt in nine months because they lived in the shed and got their feet back under them. What do you think? Could you live in a shed? I think it's incredible. Listen, Lisa, I'm not kidding. My partner had this idea years ago, but she actually thought it would be incredible for like the homeless crisis because these sheds are really, really inexpensive at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And if you're handy, which Lisa really is, you can build whatever you want. Um, I will say kudos to this couple. Lisa and I know that we are forever meant to be because we moved into 500 square feet when we first moved to LA because I insisted we live in this Snow White house, which was adorable, but tiny. And 
Then we had to live through it in the pandemic with three dogs, one which was dying. And I will say, yes, it bonded us for life, but it is very, very small. And for two people, it's a lot. However, the way that they're building the second floor, the second story is incredible. They have everything that you would need, a walk-in closet, a, a laundry full, area. It's a full house. Yeah. It's 860 square feet. That's the size of apartments in L.A. nowadays. Totally. Like real talk, like two bedroom apartments in L.A. are like 900 square feet now. Yeah. So this is actually doable. Yeah, it really is. It's interesting. So I remember years ago, I was in some debt and just kind of going through it with my career and it wasn't a whole lot happening for me and I was really struggling. I'd been on the national talk show though. I had a show on Fox and then it was taken away, right? And this is the time when I was like about to write my book. This sort of like led to me writing my book. And I was really struggling. We went to an old friend's house. He and his, uh, his wife and child, they have a whole house now, um, had us over for dinner. And since he got married, I hadn't seen him a whole lot. And uh, I had, had I was driving an Audi at the time. This brand new because I got it when I was on air on the show. And then a year later, I was off the show and still had this super high payment. And he said to me, he's like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what are you doing? Like, if you can't afford it, get rid of it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I worked so hard to get it, though. Like, I was it was such a big deal for me to get to right. this moment that I feel like I'm a loser if I let it go. He's like, no. He's like, let it go. None of that stuff really matters. Like, what are your big goals? Like, what do you really want? Yeah. And I laid him out, and he's like, you got to let go of some stuff then. Some of the materialistic stuff, let it go. He's like, we moved all the way out to where I forget. They live in like Santa Clarita or somewhere, like, not even in L.A. anymore. Um, but because it's more affordable out there. And it might not have been Santa Clarita now that I think about it. It is, though. It's Santa Clarita. But that it's area is really yeah. affordable. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, and like people in like their like late 20s, early 30s Absolutely. who are just getting married and starting families are moving out there. And they have a sick house. And he's like, man, he's like, we went down to one car for the longest time. And it enabled us to save up and get us into a home and like start a family. And so my partner and I have been sharing a car now for like the last three years. Yeah. Because we don't need to yeah. really. And and it, and I happen to work three blocks from work, thank God. But I feel them. I I, I, I get that they would do this and go down to a, a tiny home essentially for, you know, a year or two or for forever. Who knows? Well, also it's about a quality of life. You know, me and Lisa, uh, we're both from Vegas and we were there this weekend celebrating Sky's birthday. And we were really talking. It, it led to this big conversation of like, what are our wants? What are our needs? What yeah. do we care about? And really, I think after the pandemic, we've realized too, like quality of life is the most important to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go to Malibu for dinner. I want to have a really nice, Well, a Malibu dinner that you can afford once or twice a year. Yeah. So you live in those moments. My cousin just moved back home to Ohio and he got a brand new condo. That I was like, what? I could afford that yeah. there. And it's exactly my style. Beautiful. And here we are. Slumming in LA. it. So these people are onto something. Yeah, I think so too. All right, coming up, this news is disgusting. And, you know, just a rumor, but we always talk about what's happening in our community. Ricky Martin has major sex crime accusations against him. And we'll talk about it in depth in what's popping. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. I'm glad that you're back because I don't want to do this story and what's popping. Oh my God, I don't want to do this story. But we have to. And hopefully it's completely, uh, these accusations are completely false. But uh, a beloved member of our community is under attack right now. What's popping? 
Yeah, these are really difficult stories to do. I never want to place blame on any victim, so we're just going to share the story. Uh, Ricky Martin is denying bombshell domestic violence allegations reportedly filed by his 21-year-old nephew. It was revealed two weeks ago that a judge in Puerto Rico has issued a domestic violence-related restraining order against the Latin pop icon. The alleged victim's name was not previously disclosed. Uh, under Puerto Rico's laws for incest charges. The sentence that Martin could face is five decades in prison if the shocking claims are true. The publication reported the complaint was made anonymously under Law 54, known as the Domestic Abuse Prevention and Intervention Act. Um, We don't know or have any details yet. However, Ricky Martin and the person who filed the complaint dated for seven months. The alleged victim claimed that Martin didn't take their breakup well and has loitered near the petitioner's home at least three times. Uh, When reached by the Post on Friday, Martin's attorney, Marty Singer, said, unfortunately, the person who made this claim is struggling with deep mental health challenges. Ricky Martin has, of course, never been and would never be involved in any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. Um, So that's confusing. Is this person the nephew or is this person not? The person is his nephew that's making these allegations. It's his brother's son, who's now 21 years old. Um, You know, I, I feel like already domestic abuse sexual abuse is is something that we take very seriously here then you add incest to it it's a little dark so you know it's early in the morning we don't want to give you too much information but uh, it just shows that uh, you know if Ricky Martin is innocent his nephew is deeply struggling with mental health and I hope that he gets the help that he needs and if he's not you know we keep these celebrities on a platform where they think that where we think that they can do no wrong. Um, you know, today's my grandma's birthday and I would like to share on a lighter note that before I realized I was a raging lesbian, me and my grandma saw Ricky Martin shaking his bonbon mm. to live in La Vida Loca. And I had never <clears throat> seen my grandma so sexually aroused in my life. And honestly, it tormented me for years, but she loved Ricky Martin. And when she found out he was gay, she was, in fact, devastated. Devastated, because I'm sure. apparently she thought she had a chance. I thought Old Ricky and Vivian. I see him at the gym sometimes. You do at our gym? You do at our gym, yeah. Uh, to be clear, Ricky's brother, Eric Martin, has come out and defended Ricky and saying this is this is insane. Our nephew is mentally unwell. He's estranged from the family. And these are pretty radical claims. He's he's. We hope he gets help. Absolutely. So the family is coming out and saying this, this, is, is, this is wild. So, But how damaging, though, but if it is not But also just to have that on your name to Google mm-hmm. this celebrity and that's what comes As up. As a gay man. Who already we already kind of fight against that 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 idea that we are all pedophiles and and, and ugh, it's just absolutely sad. All right, coming up, it's Money Monday. Should you accept stock in lieu of a higher salary? Contracts are coming up. We're talking about what you need to know in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show on Money Mondays. Today we're talking about accepting stock in lieu of a higher salary. What if you try to talk to your boss and say, hey? Not making enough money. Inflation seven eight percent. You're offering me a, I don't know three percent raise. That's ridiculous. What are we going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Are stock options an option? Yeah. Is that something you should consider? Well, we're talking to uh, the director of financial planning for Bright Plan uh, in Money Mondays about exactly that. So if you have a contract negotiation coming up, or if you're trying to figure out a way to survive because everything's expensive right now, uh, might be worth looking into. Absolutely. I love Money Mondays. I love Money Mondays, and I love money. I listen. Money is it's important because it makes life better. Why? Because you don't have to stress all the time. Yeah. It really is. 
What money means to me is like the freedom to not be stressed out. It just out. brings freedom. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And we, and we all work from a different place when we're, we feel free. Yes. When we feel like we're not like burdened and like yeah, hanging in there for like that happier. Friday paycheck. Your vibes are better. Mm-hmm. I could use some money right now. Remember when you thought when I said we were getting paid last week and you're like, no, I think it's next week. I'm like, no, I think it's tomorrow. And you're like, no, I think it's next week. And I was but like, this is paid week today. This week. Well, this week, yes. And I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm going to spend I'm, it. Always ready for payday. Always ready for payday. I love getting paid. Um, So Money Monday is coming up this hour in about eh, 12 minutes from now. Want to do some news on the beat? No. Well, I hear that uh, Ted Cruz really loves our community. Oh, that old gal. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Senator Ted Cruz argued that the Supreme Court's 2015 decision in Obergefell v. Hodges, which legalized marriage equality in all 50 states, was clearly wrong because it forced states to recognize same-sex marriages. I hate gay people. His statement comes as the Supreme Court curtailed the right to substantive due process in overturning Roe v. Wade, a legal framework that Obergefell was based on. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in a concurring opinion in the recent case that the court should reconsider Obergefell. Take a listen to Ted's riveting voice. So look, Obergefell, like Roe versus Wade, ignored two centuries of our nation's history. Marriage was always an issue that was left to the states. Uh, We saw states before Obergefell that were moving. Some states were moving to allow gay marriage. Other states were uh, moving to allow uh, civil partnerships. There were different standards that the states were adopting. And had the court not ruled in Obergefell, the democratic process would have continued to operate. That if you believed gay marriage was a good idea, the way the Constitution set up for you to advance that position is convince your fellow citizens. And if you succeeded in convincing your fellow citizens, then your state would change the laws to reflect those views. Uh, in Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Here's the thing I want to get. I just want to jump in here. They do know better than we do. These are like the the most brilliant legal minds on the planet. Well, yeah. Right? Supposed to be. And so what I hate when Republicans make this argument all the time, these, these, these guys who want to stay in control of everything, they want nothing to change. What they don't understand is that the way our government is set up, if you just allowed the majority to always make decisions for the minority... We never get anywhere. Civil rights doesn't happen. Like nothing happens, right? Equality, gay rights, none of it happens. You can never let 80 or 90% of the country decide on the rights of the 10%. It's not how it works. Well, and also I feel like it's just very important to acknowledge that a lot of this is due to Ted Cruz's religion, which is based on a book where chapters and chapters are literally hidden under a Catholic church. And what we actually have real proof of is homosexuality being very kind and loving and really in our minds it's not something that we can change like neurologically I can't change that I'm in love with Lisa or that I find women attractive and want to spend my life with them that's what we have real proof of going to your wedding and seeing those videos on YouTube and TikTok you cannot look at those videos and say that that love is wrong Mm -hmm. you just can't I mean you can but Looking at those TikTok videos with actual substance makes more sense to me than reading from a mythical book. And that's the that's the thing. They always come back to, well, it's, it's the courts. Let the courts. I'm like, no, 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 no. What is right? What do you think is right as a human? They like, believe. Open your mind. Open yeah. your heart. Get to know somebody who's different from you. And what do you know to be true? Well, and it makes me cry. And I think it always will. Just because I can't imagine like 
somebody telling me, and I know that you feel this way too, and we're very emotional equally about it, but like, I just can't imagine somebody being like, you can never be with Lisa again. Like, I love Lisa so much. That's mm-hmm. my be all end all. Like, yep. I guess if it's wrong, then I'll see in hell, honey. But like, amen. I'm a good person. Hell's going to be a party then. It really will. And like, I know from my character <laughs> and who I am as a human being, and I really do stick with this. I am the best person I can be. I show up. I do what I'm supposed sure. to do. I love how and I'm supposed to love. And also, Lisa has made you better and vice versa. I thought, oh my God, my Lisa changed made, my life. Yes, of course. I've been married less than a month. I can't imagine it being stripped away from me. A million percent. And so it's just frustrating to hear these things. Um, and it's frustrating to see these Republicans look at the sanctity of marriage. And even Democrats. Look, I won't even just drag Republicans. To They take the sanctity of marriage and like cheat on their wives. Yeah. Like have so many affairs that they need abortions for. I, I mean, say, it just listen, goes so deep. I always say, listen, God does not does not hate me for being gay. God made me this way. And on the odd chance that I'm wrong, that God or whatever, I go to the pearly gates someday and I'm wrong. And I, it is a sin and I'm going to hell. Fantastic. Because heaven's not a place I'd like to go anyways. If I'm not welcome there, like yeah. why would I want? So either way, yeah, I'm honey, good. I've learned. I just want to go where I'm appreciated. Uh-huh. So if you don't like it, it's all right. It's going to just mother, 83 in Boston, 111 in La Quinta, 80 in Cleveland, 91 in Atlanta, 90 in Miami, 110 in Palm Springs, 106 in Vegas, and 86 in New York City, baby. Now give us a vibe. Stars can't shine without darkness. Amen. Mm. Duh. All right, coming up, it's Money Mondays. Would you take a smaller salary for higher ownership in stocks in your company? I mean, everyone knows my answer. I love money, but we'll talk about it. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of Money Mondays. If you listened to that song just a minute ago, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. But is it? Is it? We don't know. We Nobody don't know. knows. Nobody knows. Our country's falling apart. Inflation's <laughs> through the roof. Everything's expensive. Uh, and then it comes time to, let's say, negotiate a new contract. And your boss says, I can't give you a raise. And you say... Inflation's at 8%. I would like a raise. They say, well, I can give you a 2 to 3% raise. So then in your mind, it immediately goes to, oh, so I'm getting a pay cut. Right. How do you navigate that? And what if your boss says, but I can offer you stock options? Do you take them? This sounds very grown up for me, and we're going to need a specialist. Very over our pay grade, which is why we have Daniel Lee, Director of <laughs> Financial Planning at Bright Plan and a personal finance instructor at the University of California, on the line. Daniel, on thank you for line. being here. Thanks for having me. Let's talk Happy about to this. Be here. Let's talk about Let's this a little real. bit because inflation is through the roof. So min- minuscule pay raises this year are actually pay cuts. Uh, it's frustrating. And then your boss hits you with a stock option. Is that worth looking into? Is that is that actually better or is it worse or is it something we just totally don't understand? Yeah, compared to uh, no raise. And then an offer for a stock option, I would absolutely take the stock option because it could be worth something in the future, especially if the, the price of your company stock goes up. Um, it could be worth quite a lot depending on how many you get. Uh, now, I think the tougher question is if they say, would you like a 2 to 3% raise or, or stock options instead? And that gets a little bit trickier because while cash, while there's more upside to the stock options, obviously cash is much it's a safer offer. Mm. 
That is real. Yeah, I mean, it's real, but I'm going to... Look, a lot of adults are listening, okay? So I'm just going to speak for myself here. I recently learned what inflation was like last year. Okay, so for me... <laughs> I, going into contracts or anything, like, I would be like, I want the cash. I just want to live in the moment. I'm not trying to waste my time on stocks. However, it could be a really good business decision. So for people that are maybe thinking about taking that approach, what's the benefits with these old stockies? We lost him. Hey, my oh, com- my wow. question was too complicated you bored him for the to specialist. Sleep. Daniel He's Lee like, just... everybody knows this, Michaela. I'm hanging up on but you. But you're such an idiot. He's like, why? who convinced what me to call on this radio show? He's like, why is she still on the show? I thought she was off last week. For the life of me, I can't figure out why we don't get raises every year. I don't... Oh, wait. Oh, we're calling Daniel back. <laughs> is that Daniel we're trying to get a hold of, Vanessa? Daniel. <laughs> Live radio. Gotta oh, love Daniel. It. <laughs> there okay, is. Daniel, I'm sorry that my, my question wasn't riveting, but to hang up on me was a little unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, so if people are looking at stock options. Yeah, what's the, what's, what are the benefits? Yeah, I, I think there, there's, again, the upside of stock options. So uh, it's totally normal to feel that way right now, that cash is king and you want the cash because the stock market is kind of, you know, not, not very exciting right now. Um, but up until... Late last year, everybody was trying to get stock options or RSUs uh, over cash because when the stock company, when the price of their company stocks were up, you know, two, three folds over the last two, three years, that portion of their compensation was up two, three folds. Um, and so there's there's definitely upside like that. Um, but I think the the decision really comes down to is do you have are you getting paid enough cash today? to kind of meet your necessary expenses. And if you're yeah. not, mm-hmm. you definitely should get the cash raise. Uh, if you're comfortable with your compensation right now, then I think it makes sense to take a little bit of risk uh, in, in getting stock options of the company that you're working at. You know, I think stock options are also really interesting because I was just uh, in Vegas this weekend and a lot of places do not take cash anymore. Like cash is not a thing. And it's interesting because it was a thing. And now uh, we're looking a lot into like NFTs and Bitcoin. And there's been kind of a hit or miss. Alternative sort of financial. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like more than ever, the conversation goes back to stocks as well. Is this sort of like an NFT situation? Is this the way of the future? Um, you know, stocks have been around for a long time. Uh, and and employees have been getting paid with company stock for probably a, a at least a couple of decades. It's come into more prominence in the last decade or so. Um, NFTs and, and cryptocurrencies and those alternatives are more recent and they're kind of on the extremely high uh, risk end of the spectrum. Whereas I would say stock options uh, are kind of, they're risky, but they're not as risky as those new, new things. So basically what you're saying is Michaela is now an expert on NFTs, crypto, and the stock market and those are different things michaela just so you fully understand that <laughs> you know there tomato you tomato uh, daniel lee thank you so much for joining us for money mondays we appreciate you absolutely thanks for having me hey mel Bry here gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty Daddy. hey mikey if you're gonna puke find the popcorn bowl but my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right.
Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Let's talk about a little bit of PDA, shall we? Love it, baby. So there's a gay man who's harassed uh, about showing public, a public display of affection, right, uh, in an area where there were children. So this is a post from Reddit uh, a couple weeks ago. He and his boyfriend were seated on a bench with the guy's arm around the boyfriend and the boyfriend's hand in the guy's hair. Pretty straightforward, right? Yes. Then this lady in her late 40s, early 50s walks up and wouldn't stop staring and started to point at us, the guy writes. Then she starts talking to an old man sitting in the park, starts yelling, telling the man to look at them and saying, there's kids around. Very loudly shaming him. Um, Oh, my God. And he says, I know nothing serious happened. She did not even talk to us directly. But I don't know. Since then, I have had this weird feeling of anxiety all day. Let's just really get down to the root of all of this, right? This sort of Judeo-Christian American way of viewing sexuality is toxic, it's harmful, it costs lives, and it needs to stop. Yeah. Because guess what, you (laughs) a-holes? Me holding hands with my partner or putting my arm around him, like, you might be uncomfortable with that because a lot of straight people do not have any affection in their lives. And it's really hard for people who don't have love in their lives to show love to others, let alone recognize it in others. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's so relatable, though, because I, how often have you felt unsure about grabbing Lisa's hand walking somewhere because you had to make sure you're in the right neighborhood first? Well, I shared the story a long time ago, but Lisa and I often traveled from Vegas to L.A., uh, when we both had residencies in Vegas, and there were certain towns, one in particular, Barstow. Uh huh. When <laughs> I, I, I I feel Barstow, Victorville, that yep. area. Yes, we stopped there for gas every time, and I always feel uncomfortable. I did too, and I remember one time Lisa and I got out. And me and Lisa are very affectionate. I'm also a very affectionate human being. Whether you're gay, straight, some people feel uncomfortable with it. If they do, they let me know. But I never had a lot of affection growing up, so I love it. I love hugging and smooching, but especially with Lisa. So we, as normal, got out of the car and held hands and we noticed this like particular look from these guys and listen it's difficult being gay it's also difficult being two women and so we like let go of each other's hands very quickly Mm. went in 
got what we needed and bounced back to the car. And I remember just feeling so incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, but that was more of a dangerous situation. Yeah. As opposed to an uncomfortable. Like, if I make you uncomfortable. But this could have very easily turned dangerous. A thousand percent. If they made a bigger deal out yeah. of this and got other people involved, True. that mob mentality takes over. And public settings, broad daylight, people feel this comfortable judging us. And. And we see people like Ted Cruz who are saying that a Burgerfell v. Hodges was wrong and they should reevaluate same-sex marriage. Clarence Thomas saying, saying the same thing. This is not like done and dusted. Like our rights are still being challenged just to exist. Right. I've told you this story. A few years ago, I went home to our, our county fair. And first of all, we walk in and there's like Trump signs everywhere. It was right around the 2016 election, like that summer before. And they're selling Confederate flags the size of a house. And my now husband is with me, who's black. And he's like, this is very uncomfortable. Why why on earth in Ohio do they have Confederate flags? Like, I get the Trump thing, I guess. But, like, why Confederate flags? You guys were never part of the Confederacy. I'm like, oh, it's just racism. Dude, people here are just hella racist. Sorry. So we're spending our evening hanging out, whatever. And I could tell that people were looking at he and I. First and foremost, I'm six foot five and I'm kind of a big deal in my hometown. Like people think I'm a celebrity there, right? I've been on the cover of the paper many times. It's a, I'm a big deal where I come from. And then you add to the mix my six foot three black boyfriend at the time, who's like a, built like a Greek god, and everybody's looking. Yeah. Right? And at one point, I went to use the restroom and three guys walked in behind me. And these guys are all like wearing camouflage, like boots, like like cowboy hats, like or like trucker caps, like that, you know, that type. And my mom got so nervous that she came, she started to come into the bathroom to make sure that I was okay. Yeah. And she was shaking when I got out of the bathroom. And she's like, I don't know what it was. I just got this really bad feeling. Listen, it's I saw dangerous. Them and so like, think about that. Like, what's that like to live that way? To, yeah. to feel that way. women Women's rights are being challenged. Queer rights are being challenged. Like, we're all kind of scared. Yeah. And we just want to live. Yeah, I think it's just a very sad situation. And I think that uh, we have to stand in our truth as much as possible while also staying safe. And uh, I'm happy that these stories... Like, we say it all the time. I'm grateful for Channel Q. We get to share stories that don't make mainstream media. This story wouldn't. But we get to share it here. And if you see something, say something. You know, if you, especially it's dangerous now, but if you see a couple being harassed or a couple feeling a little uncomfortable, do what you can to, like, make them feel a little bit better. Amen. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Benefer forever. Benefer forever. So let's just get right to it. We've got some good news and what's popping. What do you have for us? I'm obsessed with this. So it kind of took everybody by surprise. Jennifer Lopez made a post yesterday to my song, but I'll lend it to her. Sadie, Sadie, Mary, Lady from Funny Girl, Barbara Streisand singing it. It's one of the most adorable scenes in Funny Girl when she gets married. Uh, and she had a very low-key wedding band on. Just to find out that only hours before, her and her man eloped in Vegas. And uh, her words were so sweet. She said, uh, love is kind. Love is patient. Apparently 20 years patient. It's taken them 20 years to walk down the aisle. But they finally did it yesterday. Uh, She saved this wedding dress from a film that they filmed in years ago to wear. She looks gorgeous. She went more brunette than she is blonde. Uh, very simple. She looks 30 years old. She looks 25 years old. I mean, the woman just doesn't age. She's incredible looking. 
Uh, but it, it looks gorgeous. I, I'm so happy for her. I think that uh, the wedding dress was stunning. Actually, I'm going to steal it. She's everything. She's everything. I, okay, so this happened, and she said apparently there were four other couples there at this little chapel in Vegas that all got married at the same time. They all kind of went through the same like speech together. And first and foremost, I was like, one, Michaela and Lisa are one of those couples. They're getting married right now. I know it. I know it. I we knew, would have. I thought you were. But I was sick. And then I was like, how ticked off would Michaela Gordon be that she had to share her wedding with J-Lo? I mean, she's so <laughs> thirsty, that, that Could J-Lo. Could you imagine, bitch? You would love it. You would love it. I would. I'm like, I'm still I'm still. You'd be like, you'd be like, you'd be like at the last moment, you would grab J-Lo's hand and hope that that would mean you're married to her instead of Lisa. So, like, sorry, Lisa. And Lisa would be like, okay with it. I think I'd be like, you guys, if everyone could just sit down, I have an album coming out. I wrote a love song for Lisa called Lucky. Yeah. I can sing it to all of your D- husband's yeah, DJ wives. DJ Lisa Pittman is willing to remix a song of yours, mm-hmm. maybe from, you, from Marry Me. Yeah, if you guys want to have a like a party after, Lisa yeah. can DJ for us. Yep. I would have totally taken over that wedding. Listen, I just think it's wonderful. And there's something, I used to think elopements were like so selfish. Like, how could you? Everyone wants to celebrate your love. But I think they're so romantic now because what I think oftentimes the elopement reasons for is it's so expensive and tedious to plan a wedding, especially if you've already been married like three times. Amen. And for Lisa and I, you know, I don't feel like we're against the clock by any means, but we're watching as Roe v. Wade's been overturned. What happens to gay marriage next? Mm-hmm. We may do a very simple elopement and then have a big party with all of our friends and family. Uh, and that is a very easy way of doing it i just yeah. make sure that my dress looks like jayla's i think it's beautiful and it all comes down to love like we put yeah. on a whole production and for a week gorgeous. in mexico and i'm glad we did but it was exhausting yeah and we didn't have like we had a great time but we didn't get a vacation so like i think sometimes like going a little bit smaller and more intimate I'm never getting married again. Yeah. But if I were to. But, no, but vow renewals yes. will definitely be in a little oh, no. bit. No, those are going to be on like Capri or something. Like yeah. Somewhere like. Gorgeous. In the south of France, Lake Como or something. I don't know. Somewhere romantic. I love that. <laughs> All right. Coming up, a new experimental rea- a new experimental reality dating series, The One That Got Away, is on television. Have you experienced this at all in your dating life? We'll discuss next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Sometimes I think my bad habits lead to you. I think you're uh, good and bad for me. In yeah, that's right, be- baby. In all the best ways. Mm-hmm. How you I'm your good angel and your bad angel. Is that a thing? Yeah, I sit on both your shoulders. Okay. And I'm like, come on, honey. And then I'm like, come on. <laughs> How about this? A reality dating show called The One That Got Away. Would you be into that? Would you want to go on a show? If you were single, obviously. You're not, you're not very much not single right now. Very much not. But is there is there ever been a time in your life where you're like, I wonder if I just maybe said yes to that or stuck around a little bit longer, could my life have been totally different? Yeah, I think we all do. It's a really interesting con- uh, like idea. And one of the contestants actually is a member of our community and was on the show. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. And they're going to be joining us this hour to talk about what that experience was like. Dating shows are wild, by the way. I've been watching F-Boy Island on HBO Max season two. Because Nikki Glaser is like the funniest host ever. But the concept of the show is so, these are basically guys, like these girls have to decide. There's three girls and there's like 30 men. Half of them are F boys. And you can figure out what that means if you don't Google it. Um, and the other ones are nice guys. And they Nice to, guys. And at the end of it, if they pick an F boy, the F boy wins $100,000. If they pick a nice guy, 
they split the hundred thousand dollars with the nice guy and gets to date. So half these guys are just there playing so, a game. I'm sorry. So the bad guy gets the full hundred k for being a I, douche, well, okay. and the nice guy gets only half. So season one, nice guys do not finish last. So season one, one of the bad guys, one of the f boys, uh, got the hundred thousand dollars, and one of the other guys split it with the girl, and he ended up being like a reformed f boy. He was like, I actually want to date you now, and I actually really like you, so. I'm going to split the money with you. So that actually worked out. But the guy who was supposed to take the $100,000, after he said he wanted to take all of it and share none with the girl, Nikki Glazer, the host, says, okay, here's a twist. Now that $100,000 is going to be donated to a charity of her choice. You don't get a penny. So he didn't get anything. Okay, good. So okay, like, this it pleases me. So dating shows, gone are the days where like the match game was like the standard. Like these dating shows are wild nowadays. And uh, the one that got away sounds like it's right on par. Totally into it. We're talking to a contestant from the show here in about 12 minutes. So stick around for that. I know that's right. You want to do some news on the beat? No. Well, you're going to. Great. Senator Ted Cruz argued that the Supreme Court's 2015 decision in Obergefell v. Hodges, which legalized marriage equality in all 50 states, was clearly wrong because it forced states to recognize same-sex marriages. His statement comes as the Supreme Court curtailed the right to substantive substantive due process in overturning Roe v. Wade, a legal framework that Obergefell was based on. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in a concurring opinion in the recent case that the court should reconsider Obergefell. So look, Obergefell, like Roe v. Wade, ignored two centuries of our nation's history. Marriage was always an issue that was left to the states. Uh, we saw states before Obergefell that were moving. Some states were moving to allow gay marriage. Other states were uh, moving to allow uh, civil partnerships. There, there were different standards that the states were adopting. And had the court not ruled in Obergefell, the democratic process would have continued to operate, that if you believed gay marriage was a good idea, the way the Constitution set up for you to advance that position is to convince your fellow citizens. And if you succeeded in convincing your fellow citizens, then your state would change the laws to reflect those views. Uh, in Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Ted, shut up. He's the worst. He's just the worst. I had something so nice to say. Like, I felt like it was a very thoughtful something to say in the first news on the beat. But this one, I'm just annoyed. I just don't understand. I just don't get it. How on earth... People spend this much time obsessing over our community. Like, get over us. Why are you so obsessed with get us? Get over us. I could see Ted being a closeted homosexual. A thousand percent. Right? He and Lindsey Graham are like, you know. A million percent. Doing what they do. Have you seen Ted's new uh, beard he's growing out? He looks ridiculous. It's horrible. He's been growing out for a couple of years. Okay, well, I just saw it. <laughs> it's so bad. He's just wild. I just feel like it's just one of those wild. beards. This is going off topic, but it's one of those beards that doesn't fully grow in. Yeah, totally. So there's like some patches. Like, it's weird. Well, like, remember when, when he was running for president, Donald Trump made fun of his ugly wife and Ted Cruz defended her and then immediately, all of a sudden, became the hugest Donald Trump supporter. I'm like, you call, you call my partner ugly? It's publicly over. We're, we're, we're never we're never on speaking terms let alone i'm not going to support you over it's insane over okay let's get into weather 86 in new york 86 in los angeles one same weather as new york today wow interesting 106 in vegas a high of 100 in houston 64 in san francisco 73 in buffalo 110 in cathedral city 108 in dallas and 81 in boston well there's one thing you can always count on 64 
and cloudy in San Francisco. San Francisco hates us. How is it like the end of July in San Francisco at 64? It's always going to be 64. But they have like the most beautiful September, October ever. So yeah. in the fall, go. It's gorgeous. It's stunning up there. Give us a vibe. Stars can't shine without darkness. Probably a lot of stars up in San Francisco. All that clouds and you can't see them. You can definitely, yeah. Because the clouds. Oh my God, Vanessa loves San Francisco I know. too. She lives there. Lisa and Vanessa love San Francisco. Now you love San Francisco and Miami so much. I don't know Miami. I've never I been to Miami. San- I want to go to Miami I, so bad. I don't love Miami. Oh, you don't love Miami? I only love the beach. Oh. But Miami's a little bit intense. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. I want to go to Miami. A lot of so cultures bad. in Miami, I feel like. A lot of different cultures in one space trying to like all coexist. I don't know, but Miami's a little intense. All okay. right. And if Vanessa says that, I believe her. All right, coming up, a new experimental reality dating series. The one that got away has hit television. Would you be a part of something like this? And do you have one that got away? We'll talk about it in seven minutes. B Morning B. Channel Q. All right, dating shows these days are getting wild. Like, gone are the days where, like, match game is riveting television. Right. right? They tried to bring it back. It didn't really work. Uh but every now and then, one of these new concepts gets it right. And a few weeks ago, we had Betty Who on, uh, who we love and adore here at Channel Q, who is the host of a show called The One That Got Away. Here's a quick little snippet of, of the teaser trailer to give you an idea of what this show is all about. I feel like I've met people and it was just wrong time, wrong place. How could I have missed that opportunity? What if the person you're meant to spend your future with is from your past. What? That's crazy. Not only from your past, but not necessarily an ex. Maybe somebody you had a misconnection with, maybe who somebody you used to have uh, friends with, and you just never got to see if it was going to work wow, out, right? Wow, wow. So we're super excited to be joined by a member of our community, Jeff Perla, who is also one of the six singles given a chance to walk through the portal and find oh love. My uh, Jeff, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thanks, Jeff. Hey, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me. We're good. Let's talk about this concept, though, because, you know, a lot of these dating shows, I'm obsessed with F-Boy Island. I've been watching it on HBO Max <laughs> just because I think it's hilarious, and I love Nikki Glaser, right? And I think all the contestants are kind of trash. They're never going to find love. Like, it is what it is, right? Amen. But this concept feels a little bit different. Tell us why it is. No, for sure. So I think one of the things that kind of, like, drew me in is everybody who was a part of this show was like, we're not doing this just to like make good TV. Like this was a concept that like I thought was amazing to kind of go through and see, I don't know, like connections of like people when I was straight, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. do we have connections now that we're both gay? Like, I feel like the, the concept just went so deep for me that I was like, I would be crazy to not take this opportunity to see what happens. Oh, that's interesting. It's so interesting because I think that, you know, it's just a very human thing to think, wow, if I would have said yes to this situation, where would it have led me? Even if you're really happy in your life right now. So to have the possibility to experience this head on, what was the most surprising thing for you that came out of this experience? I think just the fact of the unknown. I mean, I just agreed to go on this, Show and I had no idea who was coming, where we were filming. I just got on the plane and was like, okay, here's my phone, here's my laptop, like, let's see what happens. And so for the duration of the summer, I would walk to the portal. I had no idea if it was someone I'd be excited to see. I had no idea if it was going to be somebody who had, like, 
something <laughs> negative to say about me. Right. You just, your brain runs wild of all the possibilities of people who could come through. And so I think to me, that was the most surprising because you really had no idea who was coming, when they were coming, and if you were even going to have a connection with the person to begin with. I think it's so fascinating. You mentioned, you know, you and potentially another man from your past who knew each other when you were still living in the closet, living as straight men, to reconnect as openly gay men. I think that's something so many people can relate to. Yeah. Because we all spend a certain period of our lives in the closet. Most of us do. And then later on, I found myself randomly, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, this guy that I met in my senior trip when I was 18 years old. I don't think he's gay, but maybe, but we had like one night of like a really interesting connection. And I looked him up recently because I'm kind of curious. I'm married. I'm happily married, but I was like, hmm, I'm kind of curious what he's up to. So what was that experience like coming back into a situation where maybe you're seeing people who knew a different version of you uh, getting to like fully express like who you actually are? No, it was a little bit, I won't lie, it was a little bit overwhelming at yeah. times, but also kind of cool at the same time because, I mean, I think once you've been out for so long, I mean, I came out when I was 21, I'm 29 now, so I guess it's been eight years, and so obviously from having a platform on social media and things like that, like people reach out to you and they're like, oh my God, I wish I could live the life you live. And like, I wish I could come out to my family and this and that. And I offer up advice, but sometimes you can't remember exactly what it felt like to be in the closet or like, I remember being sad and like upset, but like, you don't really remember the exact feeling, if that makes sense. Sure. There's a lot of, trauma, so, a lot of trauma involved. Yes, of course. And I think that's something we all can relate to. And when you see these people come back through a specific chapter, chapter, I was surprised that I started getting those feelings back. Uh So like, for example, when I saw Claude come through and Claude is somebody who I met in Vegas, who brought me to my first gay club and piranhas. I wish I remembered. Okay. I really it don't was know. Piranha. It's, it's, probably it's the only, it's the only gay club worth knowing in Vegas. Really. <laughs> yeah. And but, I show up because I'm thinking, okay, it's Vegas. Like, I show up in, like, white chino pants and, like, a purple button up to a gay club. And everyone's, like, shirtless in gym shorts. And wow. I'm like, I did not. I was not ready for this. Yes. <laughs> and it was crazy, though, that when you see these people from that era of your life it brings you back those emotions and it it was kind of something i've always wanted to feel again just so i could be relatable to people who are offering or asking advice and so to get those feelings back was a pretty cool experience um and uh, it just was weird at the same time well you know it's interesting because they say too like if you want to know where you were at in your life look at the exes you were with at the time oh wow and so to be able to like really go back whoever is presenting or walking through that portal like it really does I, i think it transports you back to where you were mentally at the time and hopefully it was a good place i'm so excited to see this show i i think it's such an interesting concept yeah and uh, it's taking me back yeah I, i'm thinking of the time i first went to my first gay club axis nightclub in columbus ohio 
Ohio and, and the, the older daddy couple who wanted to take me home that night. Is. I, and now I you are of, the older daddy I, couple. I think of it fondly. It's beautiful. And like, who knows where they are today, I right? Know, right? Well, they're actually showing up on this season. <laughs> yeah, season two, I'll be there. The one that got away. Yeah, two daddies right. waiting for AJ and Emil. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Let's for just the... change the name of the show. Two daddies. Yeah, two, two daddies. daddies. The, the daddies that got away. <laughs> yes. Jeff, Brilla, thank you for joining us. What a great conversation and a great concept. Thank you for having me. All right. Love that. Coming up, how happy couples split their chores. They hire somebody else to do them. Yeah, you don't know about chores. (laughs) I don't know. It's a conversation. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. So far, I've been married for almost a month. My one-month anniversary is coming up actually on my birthday this week. And this is what I've learned. So I can impart some wisdom onto others in relationships. When it comes to relationship, the best way to keep your partner happy is to do everything. To clean, to cook, to do it all. That'll make your partner happy. There, problem solved. The end. Because this conversation, here's how the happiest couples split up household chores, uh, is really fascinating to me. And I will say this. In all honesty, my husband does a lot. I do most of the cleaning and the cooking, the laundry and things like that. But he does like all of our social media. He's making, he's been editing YouTube videos. Yeah, it's a good balance. Like he does a lot of things like, I don't even know how to post a TikTok, yet somehow he posts on my TikTok and I get like millions of views. I don't even know what he's doing because he's really talented. So that's our balance. Yeah. You and Lisa. I'm spoiled rotten. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't want to say it. I'm I spoiled I didn't rotten. Say it. Lisa is does everything for me. Lisa cooks. She cleans. Um, she's just incredible. She's the best partner ever. But what I appreciate so much about Lisa is I'm not really home a lot. I have like several jobs. Uh, making this album has been really intense. And so she's just created such a nurturing, safe space uh, for me to come home to, which I appreciate. And we do balance. If she's really busy, I'll take the load. If I'm busy, she'll take the load. One thing that we have found, though, and if you are privileged enough to be able to do so, I say do it. We found, uh, it's been difficult because we don't have a laundry uh, washer and dryer in our unit. Not as common out here in Los Angeles. It's we not. Don't either. Yep. And it sucks. It really just piles on to our laundry. And we're two women and we change all the time. So we found this really great service that comes, pick up, picks up our laundry. Mm, like for fl- very like inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like rich guy stuff. It's no. not. It's really inexpensive. Nope. And then they drop it back off for us. And that has literally negated so many fights, so much chaos. And it's like our one splurge that we get to do as a couple. I used so to live in that- an apartment complex years ago that offered it as a free amenity. What? Like once a week, you're allowed to like turn in your laundry and they just did it for you. Fluff and fold. It was part of the- Really? Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's amazing. I mean, so we have a good balance. She also really enjoys cooking. I'll cook here and there. Um, But I think Aren't we supposed to do Italian night at some point in your new apartment? How long have you lived there now? Oh my God, almost a year. That's insane. And I have not been invited over yet. You're always invited. You never invited me. Okay, I'll invite you. My husband's been there. I know he has been. I'm watching on the YouTube video of you teaching about <laughs> sing for our wedding. It's a terrible a video. Really but it's, it's awful. It was shot so badly. A blast. We so love apparently, each other. according to a recent YouGov poll of American couples, chores, one of the top five most argued about topics out there. Yeah, it's, it makes sense. Here's what I think, though. Lisa and I are very similar. Like, we have the same birthday, literally. Literally. <laughs> Our birthdays are both Wednesday. I literally found my wife and work husband yeah. best friend yep. in two people. And we have very similar souls. I'm going to tell you this. 
I think she probably likes cleaning and cooking and she taking care of that. you because I kind of like doing it for my husband. Okay, say that and because I, it but, sounds crazy, okay, but it's true. Okay, but here's the here's the flip side because she and I have talked about this too. She also likes to be acknowledged for it. Right. She just likes you say thank you. And you're a sweetheart and you're cuddly and emotional with her. Yeah. That's all I need too. Well, that's I'll why I said, well, that's why I was like, I'm spoiled rotten. The truth is I always want to feel like I'm contributing equally to Lisa. I don't. No, so yeah. I just. Yeah, you're not, you're not equal. And no not, and not, not because close. I don't want to, but I think very much like a meal, our strengths lay in different places. Yeah. So what we're able to you're provide for you is different. Yes. You're, it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to be like, I'm ex- I almost said exciting to be with you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Are it's you ex- in love with me ex- yet? I, no, but yes. But I'm also, it's exciting to be your friend. It's exciting to be Emil's husband. Lisa and I get each other. Like, yeah. we're similar. Yeah. So I also really, really enjoy being a nurturer, though, but as you, long as I'm acknowledged. I think that one thing, just to brag on our relationships very quickly, is, like, where you and Lisa are, like, the rocks, the home of their relationship. And mm. then me and Emil can go out and be wildcats and free creative psychos and then be able to come home and feel so safe and nurtured. And you guys are really fun as well. Like, Lisa and you are not boring, which is really nice. I'm kind of the wildcat sometimes. Yeah. Like I, I, After some, you do your laundry and clean the house. After I do all the responsible and do all things chores. and make sure that our floors are mopped. <laughs> but absolutely, that's good. I'm wild. But it's great. I mean, yeah, I think it's just relationship is a balance. And I think that you can't, you know, look at the way other people do relationships. I think it's also one it. of the cool things about being in a same-sex relationship. Because you don't fall under the gender norms necessarily. Totally. Where you're like, oh, you're the woman, so you should do this. And you're the man, so you should do this. Yeah, it's whoever's you're like, well, we're both good for whatever, it. and so we better figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. All right, coming up, uh, Family Guy has a new character inspired by Seth MacFarlane's mother. And this really might surprise you. We'll talk about it and what's popping. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. To the show, it's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Shall we get to it? Absolutely, baby. Take it away. All right, so I love Family Guy, but Family Guy has been problematic in the past for being homophobic, racist, culturally inappropriate. A lot of things. A lot of things. Things that we didn't even realize until years later when things were getting canceled. However, this story is really interesting. Uh, 12 years later, Seth MacFarlane is reflecting on Quagmire's dad. The 2010 Family Guy episode in which Quagmire's war hero parent comes out to him as a transgender woman named Ida. Now, when it first aired, Quagmire's dad drew the ire of Queerty Glad and other LGBTQ groups for its portrayal of Ida, including a scene in which Brian vomits after hearing that Ida, with whom he'd had sex with, is trans. The episode also bears a joke that equates trans people to sex offenders. But in a new interview with Hollywood Reporter, Reporter Seth MacFarlane, creator of the animated Fox sitcom, says there isn't a big change he'd make in that episode, but he would change some jokes in the script. Look, there are always things that you would do differently when you look back at earlier points in your career. For me, it's more about nuance. There isn't a big change I would make. It's more about individual moments and individual jokes. The intent of the Family Guy episode was to show that Quagmire's father was still a war hero and still someone that he could look up to. However, McFarlane also reveals a Family Guy writer's experience informed the storyline. Actually, that episode was written by Steve Callaghan, a writer on Family Guy who had the same experience with his own parent. His father had transitioned to a woman and he was writing in many ways from his own experience. I think it's very interesting because um, I used to do stand up a lot and all of my jokes I would get canceled for now for sure. But the one thing that I held on to was they were jokes that I had personal connections with, Mm -hmm. Um, things that I felt 
were personal stories for me, so nobody really had a right were, to yeah, tell me. Yeah, you weren't me. being mean just to be mean. Yeah, and I wasn't even being mean. I it, They were just jokes that I thought were very dark in humor, but very clever also. And I think that we're watching so many people get canceled and all these people want to be an advocate for human rights without really asking questions. And for this guy, his parent was... This was his experience. Yeah. So you're like, I'm offended. Well, that was his experience. That's not the part that offended me. It's the vomiting after realizing that you had sex with a, a trans woman. That part offended me. That That's where I think mm, he's probably saying, Seth MacFarlane saying, if I could do some of the jokes differently, I probably would. But that would stay the same. Because that is. It's real. I mean, that's a real experience. But like the vomiting part that felt unnecessary. Because he didn't say that his father experienced that or that it was that was part of his, his experience in his real life. It just seems like an off-putting joke. And the idea of like, oh, it's so disgusting that I had sex with this person that I enjoyed at the time, but now that I know something new, I'm going to throw up. That part is a little bit bothersome for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would throw up if I had sex with you, but that's a whole different thing. You're hot. And now I'm offended. Well, there you go. Because I look good. (laughs) (laughs) After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. 
Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of news on the beat. As I see some breaking news on CNN right now that none of the police officers at the Uvalde shooting, the elementary school shooting in Texas last month, uh, decided to check to see if the door was even locked. Uh, leaving those kids. What? In the, yeah, it's just the, the footage coming out of this is so gut-wrenching. And the more we find out, because the argument is always, we need more guns. Put guns in the hands of people who know how to use them, police officers, and they'll keep us safe. And these guys stood there in that hallway for how long and didn't do anything didn't check the door one of the one guy was getting like hand sanitizer at some point and then they tried to cover it up afterwards meanwhile putting a woman in handcuffs outside for trying to race in and save her child so <laughs> police reform is a real issue these conversations need to be had uh, and what this- is the point of surrounding the school and not having one person go in mm-hmm. to fight one man with one gun well, yes. while little babies a, a are waiting there? While babies are like literally being murdered. It's like just- as a civilian, as a 34-year-old with no mm-hmm. children in there that personally belong to me, I would have marched myself right in there as any right. normal person would have right. done. Right. Like I would have rather taken except, it than except, that. Except for the grown men in body armor with guns who are trained police officers. They did not make that choice. Are they still giving a reason as to why? I don't know. I know that I know it's the, been pretty quiet from their camp. The acting police chief has been suspended, I believe. I just saw that a little bit ago. But we'll keep you up to date on what's going on there because that Great. story is just so unfortunate on so many levels and it keeps unfolding. Uh but there is other news going on. What do you have for us? All right, well a federal judge in Tennessee temporarily blocked the Biden administration from enforcing directives that would allow transgender students and workers to use bathrooms and locker rooms and play for sports teams that correspond to their gender identity. Judge Charles Ashley Jr. of the Eastern District of Tennessee ruled in favor of 20 Republican state attorney generals who sued last August, arguing that the federal directives would make it impossible for states to enforce their own rules about transgender athletes participating in girls sports or accessing bathrooms actually issued the temporary injunction until the matter can be resolved in the courts. As demonstrated above, the harm alleged by plaintiff states is already occurring. Their sovereign power to enforce their own legal code is hampered by the the issuance of defendants' guidance, and they face substantial pressure to change their state laws as a result. Ashley, an an appointee of former President Donald Trump, wrote in the decision released Friday. Wow. All right. In other news, a Maryland man has been arrested on a federal hate crime, accused of posing as a U.S. Park police officer and attacking men he believed to be gay at a Washington, D.C. park over a three-year period. Michael Thomas Pruden, 48, attacked five men on five separate dates from 2018 to 2021 at Meridian Hill, Hill Park, also called Malcolm X Park, which is informally known as a meeting place for men seeking conse- consensual sex with other men. Prudent approached the men pretending to be a park police officer, shines a light in their faces, and gave Paul... It's Monday. Police-style directives, according to the release. He then sprayed the men with a chemical irritant, prosecutors said. Four of the victims were assaulted because of their actual or perceived sexual orientation, according to the indictment. Who, like, who are these people? Like, who? What do you think gives you the right, first of all, to judge anybody's relationship or Anybody. sexual preference at all? And, like, also, who sits around and thinks about this stuff? Like, how sick and twisted must you be? I could not care less what you do in your bedroom. What you do. Like, I don't care. It's just so interesting how everybody thinks that it's for them. Like, our community isn't for you. 
our personality and our things are not for you. If you don't like it, look away. Yes. Don't engage. There, and we all have to understand that. We can be this great melting pot. We can be, we can all live in harmony if we just understand. Listen, I have a husband I've been with for 10 years who is black. There are certain things that he and his friends do and conversations they have where I don't necessarily get a say unless I get happen to be invited in. But also my favorite thing about you, and I literally love this so much, when they went to see Black Panther, they were like, you can't come, AJ, you're white. And you were like, love it, have a great time. Yeah. Not that blunt, but like you hand- And then he and I went like the next night or the next week yeah. and we saw it together. There's just so much respect and there's no love loss. It's like, it's for you, it's for you. It's I've not, been to a hundred a hundred movies with white leading men, my, like a gajillion of a million of them my entire life. Yeah, take they note. They finally though. had an opportunity, so I said, "Go, go for it." Yeah, go and I love it. that. It's yes. not a personal thing. You're like, at I get all. it. No, not at all. Seriously. And then I can also turn around and be like, "Well, we're gay. We're doing a gay thing this weekend, ladies. So stay home." We're gay. Though one of his friends is a little bit bisexual now, so maybe we'll invite her. Don't say her name. Please don't let me say the name. <laughs> How about some weather? It's going to be a high of 81 in Boston, 108 in Dallas, 110 in Cathedral City, 75 in Buffalo, 64 in San Francisco, 100 in Houston, 106 in Vegas, 84 in New York, and 83 in L.A. Now give us a vibe of the day. Stars can't shine without darkness. And listen, I know it's a hard way to start a Monday when we're telling all these terrifying stories of a shooting at an elementary school and the latest on that and also what's going on with with people who are perceived as possibly being members of our community being murdered uh, for that simple fact in Washington, D.C. However, in the midst of all the darkness, there's still so much good in the world. And we hope that we bring you a little bit of love and light here at Channel Q. Uh, and every single morning on the morning beat because we, we need it too. Absolutely. <laughs> you're not alone if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by the news. 100%. All right, coming up, random acts of kindness. There it is, see? For praise. Okay, well, that's we a don't We don't like that. We're going to talk about why it's mortifying to post about the acts of kindness and why it just feels so inauthentic next. Good morning, beat Channel Q. All right, I think we can all agree that acts of kindness are essential to a happy life. Whether you're the person giving acts of kindness or receiving them, I think as a, like as a humanity, we all just need kindness in our lives, right? Yes. So when people are doing random acts of kindness that aren't really also random, they're planned and they're filmed to go viral on TikTok – does that still count as an act of kindness? And I say this because there's a whole trend on social media right now, on TikTok in particular, of people doing random acts of kindness for others and then getting millions of views on every single one of them. They like There's one where a guy has a, a bouquet of flowers and says, hey, you hold this for me really quickly while I tie my shoes. And then he walks away and leaves them with the flowers. Or he'll walk up to somebody like, I think you dropped something while they're checking out at the grocery store. And then he'll hurry up and swipe his card and pay for their groceries and walk out. Right? So, on one hand, you think, oh, that's really sweet, that's thoughtful, but he's also filming this and making money off of it and going viral on TikTok over and over and over again. Does that still count? I said something that I thought was so funny the other day to Lisa, and Lisa was like, you're kind of right. I feel like social media has become a place for narcissists to just get their rocks off. Yes. Like, I feel like that's what it is. And I think posting one video of a, a random act of kindness is is great. It's inspirational. You're showing like, 
look, this is how cool it can be. What about a whole brand based on but that? But to build a brand is the same way I feel about unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of influencers, quote unquote, it's the one thing that irritates me the most. And I will use this girl, for example. She's 30 years old and she uses her platform to give these pep talks and this advice. Mm. And for me, and maybe this is just my personal opinion, I I feel like we've come a we've become a society for like mental health and unsolicited advice giving. Like everyone's a therapist now. Everyone's got this. Everyone's like, a life coach. Everyone's a girl. What's a life go coach? Get your, what is that? Like, I I feel like. It's just ways for people to become relevant on social media. And to feel important. And to feel important. And listen, they've got millions of followers. So clearly people are drinking the Kool-Aid. But with the random acts of kindness filming as well, like I will say that there have been times in my life where I needed help. And the last thing I would want somebody to do would be to post about it. For millions of people to see how downtrodden you are in that moment. A thousand percent. Well, and, and so that's so part of my issue with this. Listen, I, I, I'm usually a proponent of if it brings like joy to the world or makes people feel good, it's a good thing. And I'm not saying this is all bad, but I'm saying it's problematic because by and large, most of these TikTokers who are making all this money and getting millions of followers doing these random acts of kindness are white guys. This one guy in particular is 22 years old. He's an Australian kid, right? And by and large, if you look through all of their videos, the most viral videos are almost always women or people of color or elderly people that they're trying to help out, right? As if all of those categories are just so struggling to get through their lives that they need a young white savior to come make it all better. And that's like, it's kind of like, remember the movie The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock? She won an Academy Award for yeah. it. And I remember watching it at the time being like, this is so beautiful. It makes me feel so good. And then I realized years later, oh, that's white saviorism. It's a white person trying to show that they can like provide a better life for a black person simply because of like who they are. And this poor person needed them to come save them. And I think it feeds into that narrative a bit for me. I will say I don't agree with you on the blind side necessarily because I don't know if it was like a race thing. I think it, it maybe it was, but I don't think that it was like a white savior thing. I think it was like this young kid who needed help and the story just became very inspirational. It's not that I don't think that the movie necessarily is problematic. I think why it spoke to many of us white people is oh, the problem because we felt better about ourselves because of that got story. It. Got it. I think her intentions might've been lovely. Got it. Yeah, I hear that. I, I just think that um, gone are the days of doing something nice for somebody just to do nice things for somebody. I don't think they're gone, but I think that... I, I They're just so limited. And I think that, like, yeah. I, I love the inspiration behind it, but to build an entire brand off of the good that you do, and then the videos also look staged. You do, okay. Like, you, just saying. You do a lot of good for people. I do good for people. I don't brag about it. I don't need to talk about it. No. One of the things that I love about my husband, and I will brag on him because he, I think he's an incredible human being, he does this from time to time, and I think I've shared a little bit of this, but he did it again last week where we were walking down the street, and we had just gotten groceries like Trader Joe's and gone to Equinox and worked out. We are having a nice little day, and he, there was a woman sitting outside with her child with a sign that said, you know, 
I need help. And we walk by, and then I see him like digging in his pockets and getting his wallet out. I'm like, I know what's happening. Yeah, of course. I turn around. Five seconds later, he's gone. He's having a conversation with a woman, giving her every dollar he had in his wallet. Maybe 20 bucks or something. Not a lot. Yeah. But he does those sorts of things all the time. And nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. You know? And so I think... But I think it makes a person more special. Like, how great is it to just build... How cool is it to be a human being that just builds a beautiful reputation off just being a solid person? And then you find out later on in life that they did all of these really great things in secret. Look at Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is a hero. People love Keanu Reeves. They loved him before they knew what a do-gooder he was. But then when people found out all the work that he's done and in secret, it just made him even more lovable and wonderful. Like, girl, if you want to do good things, just do them. Don't make a brand out of it. Yeah, I better start doing more nice things now so that secretly someday somebody can find out about it. (laughs) Shut up, AJ. (laughs) Tell me something good. All right, so I'm going to play a little theme music for you to give you a little bit of a teaser about this first story that I absolutely love. Brings me back to my childhood. A lot of nostalgia. Roll it. Come on. Super Mario Brothers. Loving it. Nintendo is such a massive part of so many of our childhoods. uh, And they have now made the announcement. uh, Nintendo is based in Japan. It's it's a Japanese company. They've now announced that they're going to recognize same-sex partnerships, even though Japan does not. This is a really, really big deal. Um, They they created Super Mario Brothers, Legends of Zelda, some of the biggest, most iconic names ever. And this has been sort of an ongoing process where they're now extending marriage benefits to employees who are in same-sex partnerships. Uh, They said they would also revise its policies to forbid outing or harassing employees over their LGBTQ identities. Now, back in 2021, they did take a step in the right direction by creating the partnership system. Uh, and that was one of their initiatives that started creating safe spaces for same-sex partners. Now they're taking it fully and and recognizing them as like marriages, as, as real relationships. I think it's really yeah. awesome because we see a lot of times like companies here in the United States, like Apple, they're pretty progressive. You know, uh, was, uh, who was it? Was it Tim Cook or who was was uh, openly gay or Steve Jobs? Who is this? Tim Cook. It's Tim Cook as the CEO. Yeah, he's not Steve Jobs. Tim Cook, openly gay, CEO of of Apple. And so their policies have been very, like, progressive. Same thing with Starbucks. A lot of these major companies here, I love that they're doing this over in Japan, too. Love, love, love. Okay, this story is so interesting, and I kind of love it. Uh, Interesting photos explain why people look a lot older in the past than they do today. Have you ever looked at a photo from, like, 1983, and they're 34 years old, and you're 34, and you're like, what? How are we the same age? Mm Mm-hmm. So apparently there is some science behind it. Was life harder? Did people just act more mature? I think it's a lot of things. You know, we didn't have the same uh, sun damage control. Like people were just laying out in baby oil. People were expected or olive to- olive oil. Me. Remember, have you ever done that one? A thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, but also life was so different. At 34 years old, you were already expected to have a full-blown career, uh, half adult children. Like life was very yeah, different. Yeah, your kids were in junior high by then. Definitely. And as a 34-year-old woman, I definitely, ne- I don't compare myself to other 34-year-olds that I went to school with, yeah. but we live very different lives. Well, I, that part. If I go home and see guys that I graduated high school with. Crazy. They are so out of shape, usually bald. 
eat a lot of fried food, drink a lot of beer. So I think it also does come down to how you take care of yourself. Yeah. How about this one? I think I think I said this to you recently, but maybe not. And I, I watched this weekend, I watched J-Lo's documentary, Homecoming. Not Homecoming, that's Beyonce. Halftime. And I fell in love with her. Just got married. Congrats to you and Ben, yeah. by the way. Um, but fell in love with her and her story and her struggles of her career. Incredible. And feeling insecure and like what went into that halftime show. And and I, I say this because when she was in the movie Hustlers, right? The oh, I know. Stripper exactly pole, whatever. Going. I love it. She was the same age as like the cast of the Golden Girls. Yeah. That blows my mind. But you know, it's funny because I was talking to Sky, my mother, yesterday. And I go, she goes, come back to Vegas. Let's get you a residency. She has a huge, I'm not allowed to say it. I'm not going to say it. I um, said, you know, I need to do a big residency. I don't want to do it. I'm just getting older now. I don't want to do the gig gigs. And she goes, oh, no, we don't say we're getting older. That's not a thing. We just live our lives. And I was like, you're right. Like, her and Lisa both. Age is not a thing to them. They just do whatever they want. And it's such a freeing way to live. Like, yeah. age doesn't, when age isn't um, something that's looked at as something that can, like, stop you from doing something, mm-hmm. you take all the power away from it. I that. love getting older. I'm about to have another birthday this week, and I actually really, really enjoy it. I think that, on average, I look better than I looked 10 or 20 years ago. That part. I did have a good year a couple years ago. I looked really hot for a little bit. But besides <laughs> that one little blip... I feel like I'm pretty much better looking now than I was then. Amen, cutie. All right, well, that's the end of our show. As always, thank you for listening. Happy Monday. We have a great show for you this week. I plan on coming, so that'll be fun. Uh-huh. Uh, but for now, stick around for three hours of curated music. And then let's go there with Sharon Ryan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.